Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around, a watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. Welcome to 51 First Dates. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And we are doing an experiment. And talking about dating. And love. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Cheers. Cheers. Hi, everybody. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And this is 51 First Dates, a podcast about, you guessed it, dating. And not about the Adam Sandler Drew Barrymore movie, though. Obviously, we were inspired. Liza, everybody, how are you? (laughs) You know, just crushing it. I'm having a beer here on Central Time. I know it's a little early for you on, on PST. But, um... You know, things are good. I feel like very, I feel like very happy and relieved because of so much like um, so many vaccinations, so many virus rates in the U.S. lowering. I know. I'm like in a good mood, which is very unusual. It's so complex. Yes, everyone who listens. The, the, oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm glad you're in a good mood. And I would just kill to be having a beer with you in the Austin sun, evening sun. I imagine there is, well, is it sunny? out it is it's gorgeous out (laughs) okay uh no Liza you're right I was just thinking it's been it's been weird because I feel like this thing that we've been waiting for for so long in this country and for the world but it's not everywhere in the world yet you know just being vaccinated this we're gonna do an episode today all about getting back out there in this new world in the U.S. but like I'm very aware of you know the issues abroad in different countries that don't even have to do actually with COVID now. It's just like such a dark time for the rest of the world. Not that it's shining bright in the US of A, but I do feel this like crazy, hopeful, oh my gosh, life can be good potentially. I don't know. Yeah. Just like the, the smallest amount of freedom and the worry of being lessened um, is is definitely doing wonders for my mental health, as is therapy. <laughs> and um, But of course, always with the asterisk that like it's still COVID's still very bad in a lot of places. A lot of very yeah. bad things are happening. Um, but we are recording for the first time since um, the CDC news about vaccinated people being able to interact mask free. We're going to talk a little bit about going on dates and getting out there and getting back out there, as Kimmy said. And we're going to answer some listener questions uh, about specifically about getting back out there and about how to like re-enter this world of dating. Um, we got some really smart and insightful questions in our secret Facebook group. Please join the secret Facebook group. And um, we're going to be going through some of those today. It's a solo app. We haven't done a solo app in a minute. Yeah, we have not. It's a solo app. We miss Carlin. 
Um, but we just don't want to subject her to, you know, these rambling recordings every week. Uh, and we we love you all. Thank you for being here. We're also going to do a quick uh, check-in and on the um, plethora of celeb couples that are just emerging from the woodwork. There's one in particular, uh, you know, Benefer really, really, you know, resonates with our age group, I think. Uh, Ugh. It's just a moment. It's a moment. It's it's a mood. I'm I'm excited. But before we do that, should we do a really quick consumption corner? Yes. Okay. Let's do it. Do you want to go first? Wow. What did I consume? I will totally go first. To. I didn't plan okay. it because oh, I have one for you, Liza. I have started Top Chef for the first time ever. This is like within <gasps> oh the past my God. day. Yes. What season? Season thirteen. Do what city is it in? California. It's all different cities in California. That's why I started it. I just did like a little bit of road tripping with my family out here in California to the desert, you know, mainly to the desert. (laughs) But on the show, they go to San Diego and Santa Barbara and the desert. And I just started it, but I've crushed like six episodes already. So it's so good, right? It's like the perfect mix of mindless and smart. Yes. I don't stress too much if I don't pay attention to every minute. But yet, if I paid attention to every minute, I would not be disappointed, which is just, you know, a wild balance to strike. Of course, I watched Mare. Last night, Mayor of Easttown. Um, and I just started You it. did. Okay. It was a yeah. big app last only, night. Okay. I'm only like two episodes in, so I'm not caught up. And we won't. But. We would never. We wouldn't dare spoil it. It was a big app. It's just, I, I'm so curious to hear what you think, Liza. Um, I also just encourage everyone to go look at the Murder Dirter sketch <laughs> from SNL. I've literally been calling it Murder Dirter <laughs> to Jeff. He hasn't been watching it because he just like doesn't want to watch. And we're watching it a bunch of super dark shit right now and he was like i can't add another dark show no so i was like i'm gonna watch it myself but he keeps being like what are you watching and i've just been like murder 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 um oh god yeah you called it before liza made the comment of like oh these philly accents and i was kind of like i don't really notice them and then there was an entire snl skit specifically about the accents and now i can't watch the show i caught up last night i hadn't seen last week's so i watched two and i just can only hear the like the o's <laughs> i can't do it it's such a funny accent i was talking to somebody recently who's from delco delco delaware county which is where this where philly is i think i and think they were saying it's actually pretty good they were oh. like i haven't been i haven't been wounded by the mayor of Easttown accent so i was like okay that's a local with a stamp of approval if any listeners are from the area let us know yeah let us know i i'm very i think i said this last time but i'm very into Philly Philly being like a, a new show genre the way like I feel like Florida became a movie genre for like a 24 you know and like totally. Boston was obviously a movie and show and everything drama but this I, I I've been rewatching Always Sunny as well and it's like mm, just like fun. so good it's a fun a mid-Atlantic yeah. I'm pro yeah yeah okay all about it what do you think sorry I just really rambled no not at all I interrupted your consumption corner to talk about my consumption of the same thing but yeah I mean it's really really good I love Kate Winslet I don't know why I was like I well, I do know why I talked about this before because I didn't want to watch it because of the bad accents in the undoing and I was like it's gonna be the same thing with British people playing Americans with specific accents and like no Kate Winslet is a fucking I mean what can't she do what an amazing human yes she's got such like, a good like genuine laugh which I feel is really hard to do genuinely as an actor I remember it totally. from Titanic she just has that like big laugh sometimes or you're like yeah Yeah. not that that is it's not an lol show sorry (laughs) that's just something I noticed 
No, yeah, she's she's just like, ugh, I love her so much. She was one of my first favorite actors when I was a little kid and I saw Titanic. I was like obsessed with her. Is why I want one of the reasons that I wanted to dye my hair red in middle school, um, which I begged my mom for for like three years and then she let me do it. Um, but uh, so I've been watching that. And, uh, okay, my other consumption corner is incredibly depressing, (laughs) but I read a book, which everyone who is a regular listener knows I've been struggling to read in the pandemic, so it's tough, but I read The Bell Jar, which is a book that's just been on my list forever, and it's real depressing, (laughs) and also so fucking incredible and so beautiful, and, like, I just felt every feeling reading it, and... I would super recommend for almost anyone to read it. Although I would avoid it if you are depressed or having suicidal thoughts. Definitely like big trigger warning on that. Um, But it just felt really good to read like this great classic feminist work of literature. And uh, it made me feel good. And like someday in the future, I will be able to read books again. And it'll be fun instead of like a huge trigger for my ADD. <laughs> I mean, wow. I mean, if you're new here, you know, usually we talk about The Bachelor in this section. So we've really, I've got to shout you out, Liza. That is some impressive, impressing consumption. I, yeah. I'm just trying. But it was funny because I was reading, as I was reading one section, I was like, this is familiar. What is this familiar for? What is this familiar from? Blah, blah. And I Googled it and it was like a th- quote that that was in, um, ne- oh, oh my God, what's his, I'm sorry, his Netflix show. Why am I drawing a blank on this? Master of None. Master of None, he had this whole like quote thing and he he was like in the strand moodily reading this uh. book. And I was like, LOL, that's pretty lowbrow to be like, oh, I recognize this from a Netflix show. Um, I mean, a really good Netflix show. I love that show. It's coming back. <laughs> it is with more Lena Waithe, which I think is obviously awesome. Um, but yeah, that's basically it. Like other than that, it's all the other stuff I've been talking about. Um, Top Chef. Breaking Bad, Dra- Drag Race, We're a big, all my favorites. Big Top Chef crowd now, so get ready. No, I feel that we'll 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 continue to throw these out there really quickly, but not spend too much time on Consumption Corner because you should go consume each other's faces in the streets and make out with each other. That's what you should be doing um, if you're both vaccinated. And then, yeah, I'm still like, what is? Ra- I'm I'm still like, wait, what can we do? And like, I just read today, California's mask mandate isn't lifted. So what can I do? And where can I wear it? Yeah, and, it's confusing. It's- Cuomo just lifted his in New York. There were like, has not been a mask mandate for a while in Texas, which I continue to try to get to get used to. Here, I went to a comedy show in a theater this week and like wore my mask the whole time. But it was just was I was like, what? And this seating was incredibly spaced out. We were probably. 15 feet from anyone it was like mm-hmm. I just you know I'm in a, a very liberal area but it, it just was weird I was like I can't go to a theater what the like it just is a weird feeling but everything's Fauci going says I can yeah and it's gonna feel weird and that's what we're gonna talk about with dating today and you know what else is feeling really weird are these celebrity couples I'm trying I'm trying so hard to give us some structure and it's making me sound like a loser who tries too hard at a very unplanned podcast uh Okay, so let's just briefly touch on some of these celebrity pairings, specifically Benifer, where we will really, you know, spend our time. Um, I also just wanted to shout out Andrew W.K. and Kat Dennings. Like, they were dating. They both have beautiful hair. Now they're engaged. Uh, One that we don't need to get into because it's complex, but John Mulaney and Olivia Munn. Like, these are just – there are some some interesting couples coming on out. Do you think that this is, like – something that 
will happen with real people too? Like, are we going to see some weird matchups, you know? Or or throwbacks. I, mean, I, I okay. So the, the Benefer thing really ri- <laughs> kind of harkens back to no new dicks. Oh, yes. Yeah. Or all new dicks. All oh new dicks. God, no. All new dicks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm misquoting Carlin. Um, I mean, I feel like, yeah, I feel like we're going to see some weird couples. I feel like there's some people dating who have been like dating in core who are going to like come out as having been dating. Like it's it's such a weird time. And I feel like every, we were talking about this before we started recording. Like everybody's like m- minds have been through a little bit of a blender. Mm-hmm. Like even people like you and I who have had it really good, haven't been sick, haven't lost anyone close to us, like have been able to work remotely and are not frontline workers and are not you know, essential workers who are like putting their lives at risk. Like even people who have objectively had like totally decent, fine COVID experiences, we have been spending a lot of time in our own heads. And I think that like everybody's, everyone has a new perspective and I feel like we're going to see it reflected in dating. And Benefer is that. Benefer is that. Liza, what's your like net net, what's your feeling on Benefer? I think it's going to be like a 10 week relationship. What do you think? I mean, I do too, if I'm being honest, but I really want to believe. <laughs> I love it. I mean, it's fucking Chugi incarnate. It's so great. <laughs> yes, it is. It's like, it's like, it's a fucking blast from the past from our high school days, and I live for it. But also, like, it's not going to last. It's just so funny because it's one of those things where I feel like this happened to me a couple times when I was younger where I was like, ooh, we're both single at the same time. Yes. Like, it's finally happening. And they just they just went for it. They went for it. And I'm thinking, like, if, if the pandemic is slowing down where you live and you're still maybe at home with your parents and there's someone from your past in your town. I'm just I'm just having all these like, how could this apply to like us plebes out here in the world? And, you know, we don't usually encourage getting back together with people. But if it's been like truly 20 years, um, I'm pro. I'm pro that. I also think there's been some examination of how um, J-Lo, she you know, was J-Lo at the time, was treated. There was like some racism in the way they covered that couple back in the, the mm. 2000s. And... Yeah, I just, I'm here for it. I, more of this, more of this, please. Yes, more of that. A hundred percent. I mean, I I would love Michael Vartan and Jennifer Garner to get back together. Ooh. Let's go back to that. <laughs> I mean, they won't. He's definitely married to somebody else. But yeah, being Jennifer Garner right now is just like, oh, okay. Yeah. Watch to be real public, mister. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Ben has also said publicly that getting breaking up getting divorced their divorce is the biggest regret of his life so she's such a fuck boy i'm sorry this man (laughs) he really is because he also dated god he dated j-lo jennifer garner and who was the other he dated like a snl producer who's not wildly famous for a bunch of years oh and then he dated didn't he date one other like major celebrity well he like made anna de armis bigger a bigger celebrity recently that was like the banana of it all you know um, dude what a fuck boy what a fuck boy but I feel like he's genuinely in love with all these women and like I know you know he's a soft boy he's a soft he boy he's a soft boy and it seems like you know women are using his soft boy vibe strategically whether it's for their own career whether it's post breakup with A-Rod okay now we're going I'm personally we're going like that D <laughs> like if, if J-Lo was just like hey we used to, like yep. he used to hit it really well and we're both single like let's go to my house in Montana or wherever and just 
you know, like bang for a couple weeks. Like, yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah. I you know, I feel like relapsing with someone who was a couple exes ago is actually an okay move. It's like, you know what you're getting yourself into. You know that it's like probably not going to go anywhere. <laughs> you know, I agree, especially if it's a couple exes ago and you weren't one of you wasn't totally destroyed while the other one walked away unscathed like like I'm thinking of a few people who like exploded my entire life. They didn't even really know it <laughs> and they were they were just fine. Um, that probably wouldn't be so healthy for me. But you're you're right. There are certain people that I think it would be a, a blast from the past, quite literally, to to bang it out with. Yes, Liza. Yeah. And just hang out, like have sex, hook up and, ha- you know, hang out at, at your ranch, right? Isn't that there like JLo's ranch? Or, like, yeah. I think somewhere weird. Definitely Montana or Wyoming, okay. actually, now that I say that. But, you know, one of those two, for sure. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, we did it. I mean, okay. So now we're going to dive into getting back out there. And in all seriousness, it's... there. It's weird. We talked a little bit about like shock girl summer and all the, all the pressure to be even, you know, outside of relationships to just like take advantage of life the way I said I wanted to, you know, I was on this podcast, I'm sure being like, I can't wait to like go to a club, like I would club when this pandemic ends. And now I'm like, do not take me near a club. Um, (laughs) Yeah, like I don't think I'll ever go to a club again, which is a weird feeling to have. Like it's a weird to realize that. Yeah, it's like everything we thought we knew it would be weird transitioning, but it's even weirder than we said we knew it would be. And we are not as eager to party as we maybe professed if you're named Kimmy and you're me. Um, But we're going to talk through it all because I think it is there are actually a lot of smart questions you asked us we're going to try to address because it's so challenging. I can't even hang out properly with other people yet. I'm feeling weird, you know? Yeah, 100%. Same. And every time I'm around anyone, I'm like, I I feel like I have to constantly be apologizing for how out of practice I am at just normal social behavior. That's true. It's like the new, like asking about the weather or something or it's, yeah, I'm annoying myself and how much, even on this podcast, I'm like, oh, it's so weird going back to normal. Like that's, we all know that and we're all going to say it at every social <laughs> gathering for like the next year plus. Yes. Um, You know, it's better. Oh. Or, or 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 we'll talk about which vaccine we got. I feel like that's the, that's the other thing. Uh huh. Totally. You get? How was your second shot? Um, yeah. Did you have symptoms? Yeah. 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 And that's the extent of like socializing that I can do these days. Goodbye. Hope you enjoy that drink. Um. Okay. Liza, should we take a little break? So, or let's no. take a really quick ad break. Okay. Yeah, let's do it, and then we'll be back with some of our listener questions around getting back out there. All right, we're back. We were just, you know, giving ourselves hard times. I apologize for the rambling I feel that I've been doing, uh, and I won't blame it on the pandemic because we have been podcasting this whole time, but we're going to be great. We're going to be great. We're going to answer your questions. And this is question number one. We're getting back out there. Everything is safe. Those are like the – we're not going to talk about how do you ask each other whether you're vaccinated or not. It sounds like the apps have you covered – but this, yeah, totally. All these questions, like we're assuming both parties are vaccinated and that yeah. you talked about it. Yep. Everything. And we're assuming you're in a place where it is safe to be out and dating. So just to get that out of the way, first question, how you pace yourself and figure out if you're even ready to date again. Uh, some of these we pulled from our Instagram, so they're shorter. But I think this is a really good question because it's been a while for many of us since we've had a last date, whether that's in person or even online, maybe, because a lot of you have reached out about, you know, burnout, dating in the pandemic, 
on video. We tried to make it sexy eight times and it never was. Let's just be real about that. Uh, Liza, how will you? How would you figure out if you were ready to date again? I mean, that is really, really, really tricky. I feel like this is going to be an, a little bit of an obvious answer, but I would, you know, start by having one-on-one drinks and dinners with friends you haven't seen in a while. Just kind of try to like see how those make you feel. Like I went on a couple of those after I got vaccinated and, you know, I wrote about one of them in Precious Gems where it was it was really, really confusing. And it's truly one of my best friends from college, like, you know, absolutely not someone I feel any level of social discomfort around. And it was just it wasn't hard to like everything was normal between us. But I just felt this weird like rustiness that I know we're all feeling. Um, But I would say like go on those. And obviously like you're going to want to see how you feel during your hangouts. But I would also just really take stock when you get home. Maybe do taxi cabs for (laughs) for yourself. Just take stock of how you feel after. Like when you get home, do you feel drained? Do you feel exhausted? Do you feel insecure? Do you feel or do you feel like revived? Do you feel excited? Are you like, fuck, yes, I miss this person. I love being around people like this is great. I can't wait to, you know, reconnect with everyone. Like I feel like doing when as you start to get it back out there socially if you take some time at the end of a social event when you're alone again just to just do like a body scan see how you feel just physically and then even if you want to just like jot some things down in a journal or on a note on your phone like I feel anxious tired and overwhelmed or I feel like happy stimulated and whatever or it can be a mix of those things and just like kind of keep track of that I think if you're feeling like you're in a good place and If you feel like kind of the racehorse, like at the gate, ready to go, that's a good sign. And if you feel really worn down, like I don't think you need to push yourself into going on a date when you're not going to be bringing like an energy that is open and receptive to it. I think you are 100% correct, Liza. I would also suggest maybe using a question from our dater category questions where you could be like, would I rather have spent this night alone with friends? you know, or with this date. And that question is really usually more about the date, but just like checking in like that, I think, I think is a good, good piece of advice. I will play, it's not really devil's advocate. It doesn't feel opposite. But on the other hand, if you are, I'm going to make it about me. If I were going back into dating right now, I think I'd become very hyper- uh, self-critical and maybe judgmental and worried. Like, is he looking at my extra quarantine weight, even though this first date has never met me before, and then go home and feel like, dating, no. And that's a totally valid feeling and great. I also think, though, you know, the question first said how to pace yourself and figure out if you're even ready to date again. Maybe you figure out if you're ready to date again kind of without going on a first date. Maybe you just do it in your mindset. You get yourself in a mindset that you know, if you if you're in this place where you're like, yeah, I want to meet someone or I want to date in a way that's really different from a way I've ever dated before. So kind of like when we did this podcast, like I'm going to hold myself accountable and go on a lot of dates. We don't think that all of you need to be going on a lot of dates all the time. Absolutely not. Take care of yourself first. But I'm if if that is appealing to you to challenge yourself and that's not something you do, I would like totally not pace yourself <laughs> and just you know, start going out with like a new mindset, like get your mindset. I don't know. Get some influencer, not us, 
who can tell you how to like be positive and go out there and have fun, fun, fun and be like, I'm going to date and have fun, one bit of fun every date. Even if it's the worst date, I'm going to then like go meet a friend and have fun. Like I'm going to go out and have fun or try to have fun on on each date. I'm going to pick a restaurant I like, whatever it is. I think that could be a fun way to re-enter as well. And again, that's about, there's like a process I think before you do that, that's like, okay, am I ready to date again? Like, why do I want to date? I just want to meet more people and have sex finally because it's been a long pandemic. Okay, then yeah, do the fun dating. Be less precious about it. Why do I want to date? I really want to be in a relationship. I feel like I'm just so ready for that at this point in my life and I don't want casual things. Okay, then maybe date, you know, go on dates, but keep them short, make them coffee dates. I don't know. Do you know what I mean, Liza? I feel like there's like yeah. a mindset. This is a unique opportunity as much as we're all like, our minds are awful. Ooh. I was actually thinking about going into the office again the other day and I was like, I could just have a new mindset about going into the office and just be not like slugging my my body into an office again. No, be like, this is exciting. I'm seeing people again. I can collaborate more effectively. Like, I'll have more visibility, whatever it is. Okay, should we do another one, Liza? Yes, let's do it. I'll read it and then you can Okay. first. Cool, cool. Okay. Maybe advice for how to return to unmasked, undistanced states without feeling anxious about being surrounded by strangers. I'm fully vaccinated, but I feel like my brain hasn't quite caught up. For context, I'm in LA where COVID was pretty intense and unrelenting until recently. Thoughts? Uh, thoughts, thoughts, thoughts. As someone who's in LA, uh, where it was pretty unrelenting and then got better I think that here it's it's unfortunate okay it's, it's all unfortunate it's all really unfortunate it really sucks that on, in addition to any other kind of anxiety this is going to be the flip side of what I was just saying that you might have on a date you will also maybe have a little anxiety still about you know catching COVID um and that's totally normal and fine. I've been weirdly surprised with how much I've been able to just go back to life because I don't know, the vaccine, I feel like I'm at the point now where I probably would have felt a symptom if I got it even with the vaccine, but I I don't know. So this is really bad advice, but I think I think that if you're feeling uncomfortable about unmasked, undistanced dates, definitely just stick to there's still great outdoor eating and we're going into summer, so stick to that first. Um, you know, I think when it comes to kissing and things like that, it's totally fine. I think consent is still going to be a thing for a while there. I'm hoping people will ask each other before they kiss each other just because we did just come out of a global pandemic and some places in the world are still in the midst of it. Um, but I think, yeah, it's totally normal that your brain hasn't caught up. There's nothing you should pressure yourself to do that doesn't make you comfortable, but I would say just keep it outdoors, you know? Totally. Yeah. And also, I, I I was saying earlier in this podcast that I went and did something, you know, indoors in a theater for the first time um, this week. And it was extremely anxiety inducing. And I left being like, I'm not gonna do that again for a long time. And I, I just this is probably really obvious, but I just want to underscore that like, it's normal to feel that way. We've been told forever that not forever but we've been told for a long time to be afraid of other people indoors without masks and it's gonna take a little bit of like time for your brain to not learn that like I was allergic to a super allergic to eggs as a kid and when I was like 12 I grew out of that allergy and I couldn't put like a bite of egg in my mouth for like 
four more years because I was just like, Ugh, uh, and it just take you know, it just takes some time. That's not a perfect analogy, but it's a I pretty good that, one. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's a weird thing where, you know, you're just taught something is dangerous and taught something is dangerous. And then all of a sudden people are like, nope, you're allowed to do this now. And it, it, there's going to be like a, a little kind of ramp down period. Um, I've been comforting myself by remembering that listening to the scientists has done pretty well by me since the beginning. They've predicted a lot of things, a lot of big trends. They've told us when spikes were going to happen. They've known from our behavior how things are going to be how things are going to play out um and so i when when i am anxious i have been doing reading about how the vaccine is affecting people and um who the stats around who is still getting covid who's getting hospitalized i am not a scientist and i'm not going to list them at you but i do think that like reminding yourself that these people who study this for their living have been pretty right about a lot of stuff and um, just keeping that in the back of your mind and then also giving yourself some grace and knowing it's just going to take some time. Those are the two things that I am doing. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Also knowing that like I can fully know that. I can fully know that everyone says it's okay and that vaccinated people, even if they get COVID, you know, it's less severe and you're way less likely to spread it, be hospitalized, all of the the things that are scary. Uh, I still like was sweating at an indoor incredibly air-conditioned event like sweating because I was like this is wrong yep and it's gotta yeah it can be personal to you I think you can look at it like a cost-benefit analysis every time like will your anxiety be too great that it won't make it worth it and you're in LA so I know you're used to thinking will that drive be worth it before you go on a date so (laughs) just give yourself permission to do that with you know your own anxiety too and I think that to Liza's point it may be your egg allergy. We, we we all have an egg allergy right now. Oh, here I go ruining your totally. point. But it no, will, it's true. It, we need the evidence. Sometimes we just need the evidence of like, oh, I'm not going to, to, to catch it. And again, not a scientist. You're also in LA, so there is good weather here. And you can have a like public beach date. You could still do socially distanced dates, but like kind of if you're feeling like you want to disguise them as not socially distanced because I don't – Fuck it. No, fuck it. If that's how you, if you're not feeling super safe inside, tell the person you're going on a first date with, because if they can't even respect that, like, oh my gosh, already dodged a bullet. Like, it's a really good lesson in setting boundaries as we've discussed kind of this whole pandemic. But I think, yeah, that was a lot of different takes that I just shared. (laughs) No, I, I feel like it's, I, I mean, it's it's going to be something we all feel. So it's good to talk about it because then we'll all feel less. I, I feel like after I was when I was reading these questions, I was like, oh, good. Like, I'm not crazy. Like other, you know, other people feel this way. That's a very good point. I felt the same. OK, here is one that I got a lot of feelings after reading. So, Liza, I'm excited to hear your thoughts. App burnout and stigma. There was this Reddit post that basically said that all women on dating apps have something wrong with them. The good ones don't need to be on an app. How do I deal with that stigma that I don't feel most of the time but might be there? Oh, Oh, I have the simplest answer for this. If anyone believes that, they are not worth your time. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. And then I think, you know, we're all – you know, humans who can relate to that. There are awful articles out there all the time, especially like – 
for women in their 30s dating. There's just so much noise around any woman who's single that there isn't for any man that's sig- single. And it, especially, again, in heteronormative dating, and it's really, really frustrating. But yeah, you've got to try to shut that little voice up. It's like the same voice that has given me all the body dysmorphia that I have that I still cannot shut up, like no matter yeah. how wrong I know it is. So I totally get that. Like you don't see this Reddit post as Bible, but you're also like, Ugh, it sows this doubt. It's really frustrating. You've got to kind of do the opposite. And again, I, where is this woo-woo energy come coming from? But like, you know, look at yourself in the mirror and be like, you you rule like like Serena Kerrigan told us to do or something anything like just do the yeah. the opposite of what that is making you feel I don't know maybe this is just something I'm trying to do more in my life like to correct some habits I, I just want to like to be less negative I want to try to actually actively be positive so around something like this like I totally get the stigma and the doubt but just be like no I know it Kimmy and Liza told me I'm great There are plenty of amazing single people on apps and I'm going to ignore that noise. Yeah. And just, I mean, they're just, these people are just wrong and they're misinformed by like being raised badly. You know, like they're, they were, it's just such a misguided notion that I think you can take a lot of comfort in being like, well, they're wrong and their life's going to be worse off for it because they have these like pretty shitty beliefs that are, holding them back and it's actually like a gift to me that I mean I'm I'm guessing people aren't gonna like say this outright but if someone did it would be doing you a favor because yes you could be like oh great you're wrong and like you're not smart I, I mean like next also it's fucking 20- put them back on the next bus yeah next is 2021 apps are just they've become part of the culture like it or not yeah. you know what i mean people don't go up to each other in the same way anymore we're going to talk about that but yeah i mean ben affleck wasn't he on raya because he he sent that yes girl a message yeah, yeah. also like, not that he's the greatest is <laughs> the only people who believe that believe this are like boomers if anyone believes this and they aren't a boomer then they're an just wrong yeah. Yeah, like boomers, I feel like there's this stigma still. Like I was talking recently with like a single person who I know who was in their 60s about apps and they were like, they're thinking about getting on the apps and we're saying it's embarrassing. And I was like, no, 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 no. Like, it's not. You you have to understand that no one thinks that who is under the age of 40. My dad is dating someone now and he was not, he, he met her on an app. He met her on Hinge and the good ones don't need to be on an app. I'm sorry. He was a widow and he needed to be on the app. So there. Yes. To this person on Reddit. <laughs> also, 85% of my friends are are on apps and they're all good. I exactly. like just, I can confirm. I have the evidence data. and these other people don't have any data. So, so just like I was saying, listen to the scientists. Mm-hmm. I am. <laughs> we have a dating podcast. I'm a dating scientist. Kimmy was on apps and she's a good one. And so was Tony. So it's true. Fuck that person. That's true. We did. Okay. The next one. How to talk. The next question. (laughs) I don't know. The next one. Um, How to talk about what you do for fun and what your hobbies are. Like, do you talk about what you used to do or what it's been like recently? (laughs) I love this. I love this question. (laughs) 
It's so real and it's very relatable no matter where in your relationship or dating or not dating you're at because it's just going to be a thing that comes up in conversation meeting anyone new. It's like, what do we have to talk about? Yeah. We can't be like, oops, I'm on mute anymore to like break the ice. I just... Totally. (sighs) It's fully that SNL sketch of like people at a party, you know, being like, so like quarantine was crazy. Like, wasn't it? You know, it's just, yeah, it's, it's that. I don't know what to say. I think you can talk about any kind of hobby, you know, specific to hobbies. I always hate this question because I would always find myself being like, um, do I have any hobbies? Especially when I was dating in New York and Liza and I were like producing and doing like fun things for our jobs. So it would be like, I feel like I like watching movies and TV, <laughs> like, but it feels like yeah. a hobby the way I like watching them. Uh, yeah. I was like, my hobbies are like drinking at bars with people. <laughs> like I don't... <laughs> I have one hobby. Like, I don't fucking horseback ride or like, like I don't rock climb. Like I don't. I don't <laughs> but I would say you could totally talk about what you used to do. I think we should all normalize talking what we used about what we used to do. Uh, I think it's more interesting than talking about what you did in the pandemic, quite frankly, if you're like, well, yeah, I used to, you know, volunteer with these students and coach them in sports every Saturday. But then the pandemic happened. I mean, you can totally mention that, but. Yeah, I think you can totally talk about your old hobbies or this is just a thought. You do definitely don't need to take on a new hobby just to go out there and date. But like, again, we're coming out of pandemic. I'm trying to like do better things for myself. Maybe you take on a new hobby and then that's a, a great way to meet new people or a great conversation topic as well. Totally. Also, this is a funny conversation topic in and of itself. Oh, yeah. Like if someone asks you that, like, what do you do for fun? I think you can be like uh, before the pandemic or after or during the pandemic. Like that's like this question made me laugh and I think it should make someone laugh that you're on a date with too. It's like, well, I used to rock climb and uh, for fun during the pandemic, I watched every single season of Top Chef, which is a lot, you know, whatever it is. Like, that's true. It's actually very interesting if you could find totally. out what someone like was like pre and how their behavior shifted. So I take it back. It's actually you should actually ask people what like hobbies they took on in the pandemic because everyone did take on weird hobbies I forgot this I I was needle pointing yes that's I mean <laughs> and I love it for you Liza but like that's a conversation piece okay yes yeah and I think it's a great way to connect too. just be like you know if you have to have that conversation which we you're gonna have on first dates of like what was it like for you I think a good way in is is this be like what was the what shit did you pick up that you never thought you would do that you would never thought you would get to um you know I think it's a fun way to broach the like how was it for you are you okay (laughs) especially early pandemic like three hour wine walks or not three hour but you know I'm like what I had a hobby a nightly hobby of taking a cocktail to go and walking around my neighborhood because I had done very little the rest of the day like well, that was a different I mean, time. that's better than what I was doing. I was drinking a bottle of wine and watching four episodes of Survivor every night. It was really, that See, was really. This is a great, you've actually, to our listener, you've nailed it. This is a fun conversation to have, actually. Yeah. I think especially if you go back to early pandemic. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Just how are you dealing with your uncontrollable anxiety? Everyone's going to be like, drinking. Um, <laughs> okay. What's the next question? Honestly, I would love advice for navigating a meet cute in a not super creepy way. Fair. I would love to meet someone in the wild, aka that cute guy at the gym or that guy who might have been flirting with me or the friend I was with at the tennis courts. Ooh, hobby. Without being a hot flipping mess or letting my insecurity take over completely. 
Um, and we had some fun ideas around this from people in the secret Facebook group, I think, but we'll do our own first. Just how do you navigate a meet cute without being creepy? Completely. God, I wish I knew. I was never good at this unless I was drunk. And then I was like really confident. And I'd be like, hey, I think you and I should go on a date. And some guys would be like, yeah. And other guys would be like, oh, I have to go to the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) So like, it's really hard. And I don't have like a great answer. But I, I mean, I do think that like, here's what I do have thoughts on. The letting your insecurity take over. I think that, like, you have to, as much as you can, just remember that people's responses are not that much about you. Like, in person, it feels it feels more personal. But it's no different than a dating app. It's just in person. And yeah. usually you're not going to get I, – I have never done this, but I have encouraged a f- friends to do this and watched friends do this – Like, I think if you have a nice chat with someone and you walk over with, like, your number on a piece of paper and be like, hey, like, I'm just going to give you my number and, like, you can call me or not, but, like, it's been a long year. There you go. You know, or whatever. (laughs) Whatever you want to say. Great minds. I was just thinking, why don't you just write, right before you said that, here's my number on a piece of paper. You Just on the piece of paper, like, here's my number. It's been a long pandemic. Like, and then if you hear from them, you do. If you don't, like, just do it. Totally. Maybe to someone you don't think you'll see in a repeat way, but like go old sex in the city style, like Miranda meeting every guy at the gym, I feel like, you know? Yes. And no one to that is going to say like, oh, actually, I'm not interested in you. Like you may, someone may say like, oh, I have a girlfriend, which is fine. Like they're probably telling the truth because people are not going to like, you know, there's a chance they won't call, but you... I think it's just a kind of classy and classic and old school way to to do it in the wild. And I do think it's like low stakes insecurity wise. And you could even work on just like a joke or a line that you say while you do it and be like, hey, this might be embarrassing, but like I'm about to give you my number and like I hope it's cool with you. But if not, that's fine, too. You know, like you can just be lighthearted about it. Worst case, it's a compliment. Everyone's flattered. Do you know when it's you know, when it's a super creepy way is when you follow up and you don't take no for an answer or you you don't even respect like silence. I think if you're going to hit on someone in the wild and it, they become like, they they back off or they kind of push back at all or look uncomfortable, then you've got to take that as your answer. And then that's fine. And it actually has nothing to do with you. But But inherently going up to people in the real world is not super creepy. You aren't super creepy. It's super creepy when you don't listen to the other and person and pick up what they're putting down I think which a hundred percent I'm assuming you're a woman you might not be we have male listeners too but you've had probably had people approach you and felt like it was creepy and I would bet if you looked back it was like there was something either in the first approach that was said in a way that assumed you would be responsive in a in a yes please I would like to go out with you two way or because they kind of didn't leave you alone and made it feel like it was they were privileged to it I think if you're being cute and like even If we want to go a little more 2021, like this, I know this could feel creepy, but I feel like I've just heard of it too many times and it feels lower stakes because I've never successfully approached anyone in the wild. But I I also, I think Liza's idea is better, but you could always find them on Instagram and send a little DM and it happens. Instagram is a dating app. Uh, I, I know that could feel creepy, but again, if it's one message, I think it's fine. I really do. 
Yeah. And I also think like winking and nodding at it is always helpful. Being like, yep. hey, like sliding into your DMs because like I think we go to the same gym and, you know, wanted to say hi, winky face. You know, it's like it's low stakes. And um, just remember, as with every single thing in, in dating, whether you meet someone in the wild or on the apps, like it is not about you. I mean, there is a base level of like attraction that we all have to have when we want to go on a date with. And that is set and that is based on a random set of like culturally designed and very personalized like like aesthetics are nothing. Right. Like why why do Kimmy and I like different hang different art in our apartments? Mm-hmm. You know, why does she like something? And I? It, it's like it's all just based on nonsense. So someone being attracted to your physical self is as random as who you're attracted to. And sometimes those things line up and sometimes they don't. But it doesn't actually mean anything about you. So. I think just always bring that spirit of like, you know, he'll like me or he won't, but it doesn't mean anything about who I am. And if you need to do baby steps, we got a lot of people saying like, you know, they thought it would be a really good time to join a new like a rock climbing group, a biking group, advocacy, volunteering. I like this tree planting speed dating event in Australia. That's very cool. Like, let's- yeah, someone in the social in the um, oh my God, the social in the face secret Facebook group posted a link to this like, yeah, this, this speed dating event with tree planting like. I think that there will be more speed dating stuff and, um, you know, kind of like things that are single centric happening as more and more people get vaccinated. And it's a good thing to keep an eye out for, Uh, you know, being at something where like, you know, everyone is there for the same purpose, which is to like potentially meet someone to go on a date with in person, I think is really, you know, always makes it easier. That always made it easier for me when I was like, Oh, like we have some kind of expressed interest or like, yep, you're our common friend told me you thought I was cute. Like that's out of the way. So, yeah, you know. Yeah, I would also say if you're in those groups like and saying, hey, do you want to grab drinks is scary to you as it is to me. I've never really been able to do that. You could be like, hey, can we play tennis together sometime or like can you help like we could go really rom-com here and like be like oh will you help me with this rock climbing or if you're again to your point Liza group situation to two people that you're speaking to including the one you're crushing on hey do you guys want to grab a beer you know and then you just like baby step it in but also I more the more numbers written on paper napkins and handed to people this summer the better I'm into it yes do it fully yeah, we want we want to see if you are like in the same group, either like social group, friendship group or like hobby group. I my my ex and I were in the same group of friends and I always thought the way he sort of like initiated. We had never had like a solo hang. And at one point during a group hang, he kind of like came over and put his arm around me and was like, I think you and I should spend more time together. And it wasn't creepy. It was very like warm and nice, but it definitely like. I felt like it was a pretty low stakes way to gauge my reaction. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, let's get dinner. Or like, I, I was also interested and it like opened the door in a way that I thought was low. I just thought that was like a very smart way to do it. Mm-hmm. So if you you want to, you know, just sidle up to someone and be like, you and I should spend more time together. They can and then pick up their reaction, you know. Yeah. A walk to a train or to a car is always a great like because it could just be that you're yeah you want to grab drink or I also think you could just join an acting or improv class and you're going to hook up with someone. I'm not going to say he's quality but it'll happen. Just start doing a romantic scene and having to practice at at each other's apartments. No, just kidding. I mean, hey, it worked for us. Just kidding. No one ever 
wanted to hook up with me. But (laughs) Liza's just kidding again. No. It's so funny that like this was a long time ago now. Fully over 10 years. Right, Liza? But like, again, our hobbies were not hobbies. We wanted them to be our career. So. Yes. Okay, cool. I feel great. Okay. So successful. (laughs) Um, Okay. Here is the next question. When and how to integrate a potential boo into my social circle without big group hangs? Kimmy, you're I feel like you're good at th- you're good at combining people socially. Interesting. I feel flattered. I guess I but I was very resistant to introducing any potential booze into my social circle because I was so afraid to face the music and the reality that they weren't that into me. So I would keep them far apart. But when you are and I wouldn't recommend that. I would say introduce them sooner. I actually think it's really good for you to face the music and have your friends get a read. Um, but I'm trying to think of how I navigated this with my current BF. Uh, I think the first time I introduced him to one friend. I would also say big group hangs may be coming back depending on where you are in the world. So we'll do without big group hangs and then we'll do with. I would get your friend who is maybe not even your closest friend, but your most like outgoing question asking to strangers friend who you know would be very chill to you know, grab a drink with you in this potential boo and maybe use them as like uh, a first step, a baby step without a needed big group hang, which like even if big group hangs are on in your city, I feel like, yeah, that would be hard to navigate because I'm already anxious around a lot of people as is. So then with a new person, okay, overwhelming, overwhelming. But I would say someone you trust, someone who's also just really good at socializing so you don't have to be like, in an awkward like trifecta conversation where it's silent. I don't know. But yeah, baby step with it with one person first. That's my thought. Totally. One or two even. Oh yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Two. Yep. And yeah, I love that idea of like your most extroverted fan because that because then also when you do bring your significant other or potential boo into a big group hang, they're going to have like one friend they feel comfortable with. Like you're not going to have yeah. to watch them as much because they've met one or two people and you can be like, okay, like go forth. You know a couple people here. Good luck. Like schmooze. You have like, if I go to the bathroom, you're not going to be like alone because um, you've had dinner with or like hung out with for an afternoon a couple other people here. You know what else is a good move that I'm just realizing I did early on with my current boo Uh, when he was still, I guess, potential boo, he was out with a friend and I was out with two friends and we met up at a bar. I was like, I'm at this bar. And then he came with his friend. So then it, it just, uh, yeah, it goes in a different, then you might have to risk like, ah, the friends meeting too. But if it's late enough and you're at a bar or like, I don't know, I, I think, I think there's a way to do it uh, where you're like integrating multiple friend groups, but it feels like it just so happened that way. Oh, we're right here where it can feel a little less um, like one person doesn't have an ally other than you. You know, they have an ally too. Yeah. Completely. Okay. So we have one more question. It's a little bit off um, the topic, but I think that it will relate to the topic because it's going to come up again as people start dating again. Yes. So I related to this so hard. Why am I so ashamed of dating? I won't tell my parents I go on dates, comma. Embarrassing. This one came from (laughs) IG and that's why it's short. But Liza, what are your thoughts on this? I was, I felt this exact way for many years of my life. Oh my God, same. Like I did the exact same thing and I wouldn't be embarrassed. I don't know. Maybe just because like I feel like 
if lots of people do it, it's not embarrassing. It's human. Um, for me, and I obviously won't speak for this person, but I didn't like to tell my parents things because my parents follow up a lot of times about stuff because they're kind and interested in my life. But it was hard for me to tell them when something wasn't working out. And also because I felt like it's the, the same level of, pre- again, my parents are not so pressureful about relationships, but everyone is pressured about being in relationships. It's, you know, if you're perpetually single or if you're even just single now and your parents want you to get married and have kids so they can have grandkids, like it's, there's always a certain level of pressure and th- that kind of pressure compounded my pressure, you know, 10 times over. So I always just kept things to myself um, until they were serious enough to talk to my parents about. And I also at the time was really ashamed of it and was like, oh, I should get past this. I should, you know, be more confident. I should whatever. And now with some hindsight, I think it's totally fucking fine. I think you can share whatever you want to share with your parents. And if you have a boundary around that, like I would think of it as a boundary and not like a, a brick wall. Yeah, you could even, you know, start a podcast where they would have to listen to you speak on the topic. <laughs> yeah, no. they'll find out about your dating life from the podcast. They will from the obviously. podcast. Obviously. No. I I feel like I the like the shame around dating is so interesting because I feel like it's tied into this idea that our parents just or sorry, the truth that our parents, like broadly speaking, had just a different idea of what dating looked like. So now it can feel like even though they know about Tinder and hookup culture, sorry, there are some cool parents out there. I mean, heck, my dad was on Hinge, so. (laughs) Um, But like, Your dad is objectively a cool dad. It was, but it was this feeling of like, it feels uncomfortable that you could know that I'm out there like casually dating. Like that always just felt icky to me because like I wanted to almost have the like societal conversation about like, what's going on with your generation? Is it just casual sex? And like, no, it's like this. But it just, it always gets awkward because it's parents and sex. And I never even like introduced a boy into my home other than when I was having multiple people over, like when in high school. Like I was always just deeply uncomfortable around this shift from like, they're my parents. And then they know that I'm a sexual being. And that's really, really weird. So totally natural. Like nothing, I can't say anything else around this, but like totally natural, especially when you're dating, like to be like, oh, uh, because society has kind of, especially for women, made it seem like you should just find a partner, get serious. And I mean, my parents were like, we, we just don't understand for so long. You, you, people don't just want to date when they both like each other. And it was like, no, because You're like, nope, technology, you have sex for three months. Then yeah. you talk about how not having sex with other people. Then three months after that, you get drunk and talk about being boyfriend, girlfriend, <laughs> like, yeah, like it's just a no. And yeah. like all to say, you're not alone. And I that's why I liked this and saved it yeah. for the end so much. Um, but also, totally. fuck it. Do what you want. I think you can also, like clearly this person is close with their parents and values their relationship with them or else you wouldn't be worried about this. And I was in a similar boat. And something I almost wish I had done, but I didn't do, I wasn't like, I think it's easier in hindsight to have these insights is just say like hey like I'm dating I'm enjoying dating but I just don't love to talk about it it feels like it jinxes it it feels like it puts too much pressure on things that I don't feel is is that on dates that I don't feel are that important so I'll let you know when there's something to know Mm -hmm. like I you know I am dating and that's kind of like all I'm really down to talk about 
Um, I know that certain parents like don't aren't going to accept that necessarily. <laughs> or will, like, like that's you've got to have the right type of relationship. But I think you can also be like, yes, I'm dating. And just be honest about why you don't want to talk about it. Whatever the reason is, just be like, you know, just talking about it feels kind of weird and yeah. pressureful and it's not coming from you. It's just something that I put on myself and I just kind of don't want to do it. Yep. And, you know, hopefully your parents will be like, okay, yep, let us know when you are, you know, when there's someone worth knowing about. Yeah. Well said, Liza. And it's like if you're living with them because it's the pandemic still, then I think those conversations and like being upfront about what your boundaries and limits of what you want to share with them are are maybe more important to have um, just because, you, you know, going out. I don't know. It just made me feel weird. Like, I'm going to see a friend, but I'm also 23 and I, I should be allowed to yeah. go on a date. Or you, you come home at three in the morning and you're like, oh, yeah. Hi. <laughs> what um, but, you know, it is your life. It's all dependent on relationships with parents, which also your relationships with your family change all the time. Uh, it's complex. I would just say on the flip side, if something's going along, well, I was about to say more seriously, but I'm thinking back to sometimes I was deeply upset about men and it wasn't very serious. Uh, if you feel like you're in a bad mood around your family and they're like, what's going on? Sometimes it's just good to let them know that you're like, I'm going through heartbreak, okay? It's not about you because I'm just thinking back to 22-year-old me and I didn't like sharing when my, my heart was burned and then I was like stomping around the house. So cool, cool, cool. Well, on this that is great. I feel like, no, on that note, I was like, it was like, I don't have a good segue. Um, but this was a good, this is basically a like getting back out there female bag. We haven't done a female bag in a while. Yeah. No, thank um, you all for sending these in. Always ask us questions. We effing love them. Send your worst first dates and tell us how you're getting back out there. Oh, Maybe worst first dates will make a comeback, but actually, oh my sorry, God, best yeah. first dates. I want you to have good dates, but also tell, like, worst case, if you're nervous about getting back out there or, like, you know, it feels more risky and then what if it's a bad date? What's the point at all? You, we will read your story. And yeah, just like first enough. quarantine dates. Yeah. Like, let's tell us your stories. And you can do that at 51firstdatespod at gmail.com on Instagram at 51firstdatespod. You can join our secret Facebook group. And that's basically the big ones. Yeah, um, subscribe to our yeah. Substack. I took a break last week because I needed to, but we'll be back this week and it'll be juicy. I promise. So stay tuned for whatever I come up with there. <laughs> no. The is. And we love you guys so much. We hope everyone is doing well and thinking about getting back out there. And we love you and go on a date. Go on a date. Love ya. Bye.